Sie hören Sport und Musik. Das Spiel ist aus! Deutschland ist Weltmeister! Mario Götze! Mario Götze! Tonight, whether you call it football, football, or soccer, a German-American and a German in America dare to call it Fußball. German Fußball from an American point of view. Let's add some buns to that hamburger and join them for the Schnitzel Boys Deutschland Hour. Yeah! Stefan, let's add your buns to that hamburger. Oh. (laughs) Very, 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 there's innuendo there. You know what's funny? (laughs) I'm watching Step by Step right now, streaming. What was that? Step by Step was a 90s ABC TGIF show. Remember TGIF, the Urkel show, and Family Matters, and Full House, and Step by Step. It was the the, the television mm. of my childhood. Okay. And I'm watching it. And back then, it was built to be like on a Friday night, because TGIF <laughs> stands for Thank God It's Friday, the Friday night block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. family-friendly programming for the family on ABC, okay. which was a Disney-owned channel, right? And it's only once a week for 24 minutes with commercials. Now that it's streaming in a row, it is just so much sex, sex, sex. It is Woo! just it is just sexual innuendos. Step by Step stars Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers. It's a modern wow. remake of The Brady Bunch. Patrick Duffy of Dallas fame. Patrick Duffy, a guy who I ran into uh, uh, last year. Did I tell you my Patrick Duffy story? No. Well, I'll get that in a second. So, step by step, it, Patrick Duffy has three kids. Suzanne Summers has three kids. They move in together in this fictional setup. It's been step by step, the fictional step by step story, and the whole thing is just Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers just being like, just that's fuck. It's just sexual innuendo. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's like the amount of sex in this show. You know, it's built. It's a family friendly television. But cheap writing is just sexual innuendos constantly. So 100% percent would be like, I'd love to put the buns in here, you know what? Like, that would 100% be a joke on Step by Step. <laughs> Anywho, I do comedy yeah, here in L.A. Sensibilities, uh, sensibilities have changed. I do comedy here in L.A. Sensibilities have changed. I do comedy here in L.A. And I do there's this cool bar and a theater around here called the Broadwater. I do a lot of comedy in the theater. And then in the bar, we hang out a lot. And then one day... It's like the Triple Crown of Los Angeles? Bingo. But a little nicer because it's like a full theater. It's like a three It's a three theater complex. It doesn't take bottom. much to be nicer than the Triple Crown. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But exactly, Triple Crown in New York. And I, my Broadway. most memorable Triple Crown uh, uh, moment was when I, I when I bit into a chicken wing and it was raw inside. Oh, uh, And you paid like $23 for it or something. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, I mean, I, that's where we met, I think. I had many memorable nights at Triple Crown. But anyway, the Broadwater, though, has an advantage of the Triple Crown in that it, it, it's owned by Patrick Duffy's son. Oh, wow, wild. There's like a bust of Patrick Duffy in the bar. But anyway, I'm there at a random <laughs> night. I'm there a random night. It's just me and my improv team and then one group of guys in the corner, older guys. There's one older dude who's like the life of the party. He's like smiling. And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, bud, can you take a picture of me and my friends here or something? I was like, sure. He had such a great aura about him. I was like, yeah, sure, bud. Took a picture of them. He was like, thank you so much. He did a joke. And I laughed with him. It was cool. I go back to the table. 
And I'm just like, wait a minute. And they're all like, yeah, I think that's him. I'm like, is that Patrick Duffy? Mm. America's dad from my childhood? Because I grew up, he was step by step, he was one of America's dads. Him, Bob Saget in Full House, right. and um, Carl Winslow, Reginald Bell Johnson on Family Matters were like the three dads of my American television youth. And I go up to him, like, are you Patrick Duffy? He's like, yeah. And he says, do you want a picture with me? He offered to take a picture. I didn't even ask. And I was like, sure. So we nice. took a, a great selfie. And he was such a cool dude. I said, I love your work. He's like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, he was so kind. You know, it was a really cool moment. Patrick Duffy was really cool. So Patrick Duffy of Who Shot JR fame in Dallas. I mean, he was always, he was always the nice one versus his brother JR. <laughs> I never watched Dallas. I was a little behind. Dallas was a, a huge guy. Listen, Dallas was huge in Germany. Yeah. Huge. And it was like, I mean. You know who brought that up? Dirk Nowitzki in an interview recently. Because she said, they asked him what he knew about America. He's like, well, I grew up watching Dallas. Like Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, it was like, um, you know, it would if it was a show about aliens, it couldn't have been any further, any, any, any more, any more culturally different. From from Germany, we were like, who? What are these people? Like, it, it was just no. It was just like such it, a crazy it's a soap opera. A bunch of oil tycoon family. Yeah, oil balance, tycoons, right? and yeah. it's like a prime time soap. It's like a sort of higher production. But like everybody watched this. We knew. Right. I knew all that, and I didn't even watch it all that much. Uh, I was pretty young then and you know, but like I still you just knew everybody. You knew all the all the actors, all the characters' names. It was just like a huge thing. And uh my dad would like pretend to be, you know, J.R. Ewing. He would come uh he would walk into the house and be like, Sue Ellen, fix me a drink. And then everybody would laugh because it was so like, you know, it's not something Ridiculous. that anybody would do in Germany. Well, when I was a kid. I love The Simpsons. I still do. And the big cliffhanger was Who Shot Mr. Burns? Oh, right. And I learned later that this was a... That's a spoof on a Who Shot JR, which yeah. was probably the greatest cliffhanger <clears throat> in TV history, right? I mean, it can't, Who Shot JR has been spoofed And then so it was all times. a dream. Right. They, they, they cheaped out because the beginning of next year, Patrick Duffy was in a shower, right? And it was like a dream or something, which is yeah. a total cop-out. That's bad writing. Uh, they made fun of it on Family Guy. They made fun writing. of it on The Simpsons. Yeah, of yeah, course. I mean, like it's dream a fucking, sequences. It's a, it's a soap no. opera. Well, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But uh, anyway, I, Patrick, I ran to Patrick Duffy. It's great. I will share the by Patrick. I'm happy Duffy to photo. hear that he did seem he did seem like a sweet guy on the show. Yeah, and he was very fatherly, and he you know he's a he's a TV leading man. Good for he still mm. looks great for his age. You know, good for him. Good for him. And what happened son, to Victoria Principal? Do we know? Who's that? Is that his wife? His his wife, his Dallas wife. Oh, I've I'm not. You're talking this. This is so of the many layers of this podcast. One is a generational difference. <laughs> We're talking about Patrick for you. It's all about Dallas. I am it's significantly. All about step by step. I am. Uh, I am significantly older than you. It's true. No, but it's just step like when I think of Patrick Duffy, I think of him and Suzanne Summers. And Suzanne Summers oh. passed away a year ago. And Suzanne Summers was, you know, Three's Company. And, you know, we all know who Suzanne Summers is, right? And, uh, but the Victoria Constable, I don't know who that is. Victoria, Victoria Principal. Principal. She's still, she, I was all about her in those days. She was uh, Patrick Duffy's wife. 
she is not uh, she's she's alive she's 73 years old uh didn't really do much acting of note she's japanese um, she's born in japan she's not japanese she's born, oh, she's in japan. born in japan. she's not not japanese right. um she hasn't had a, didn't have a ton of acting success subsequent to dallas but um uh yeah that's it victoria principal well you know who else is born in japan yeah Bochum's best player, or one of them. So, what's his name? Asano. Asano, yeah. He's crushing it. He's crushing it. He's exactly what I want Americans to be. He's like a, he's like a Japanese <laughs> Clint Dempsey. Exactly what I want Americans to be. Well, you want he, him to. You want him to be like the the um... key players, week in and week out, high usage players for small to mid sized clubs. We don't have a lot of You those. said that wasn't good enough. Last week you said that wasn't good enough. Let, you said let me, you, wanted, let me you wanted you wanted to top clubs, high usage players at top clubs. Bochum, no, I, I do. Bochum not a not a top club. I'm I'm by no by by no definition. I mean top flight, but like I know, but that's the ideal scenario, I'm saying. But I'd much rather like, like, as opposed to getting trash minutes at PSV or whatever, I'd much rather you get 90 minutes a week at Bochum. You know what I'm saying? We used to have, like, Clint Dempsey, by the way, I'm loving all this new Paramount Plus coverage of UCL in Miami. Have you seen all that stuff? That stuff is so good. They're by far the best um, yeah, soccer. They do a good job. I like their, their UCL coverage. I don't watch the extra stuff, but. Well, that's pretty much it. They were in Miami. Time. It was no, Jamie. It was um, a Jamie, Jamie Carragher, Terry Henry, Henry, Micah, uh, Micah Richards, Clint Dempsey, and then the Americans. Um, uh, Kate, Abdo, Kate, Kate Abdo, Abdo making, making fun of, of, of Micah Richards right. is, is, is one of my favorite things. She, um, invokes, she invokes family matters during one of her insults. She says, she says, we've got Steve Urkel here tonight making fun of Michael Richards, which is from an ABC TJF <laughs> show, Family Matters. So it goes full circle. But any, anyway, oh, oh, they were sort of talking about that kind of stuff, about like, do Americans have a stigma and blah, blah, blah. But, but, but well, the, we have we have those people, you know, you have like uh, uh, Jedi Robinson and Tim Ream start every game at Fulham. Yeah, it's great. They're, they're, uh, um, but you said that wasn't good enough. You said you wanted uh, you wanted. What I'm saying teams. is, Clint Dempsey was like our best at the time. That's what he was doing, and I don't want I want our players to succeed at the big clubs. There's and they are. They're doing. They're all doing great. I love it. But I also want a nice mix of dudes like Asano, who's playing for smaller clubs too, week in and week out. We need a we need a healthy mix for us. We've got like 11 players that play top play football. Mm-hmm. Some play, some rotate. And then that's it. And then MLS guys. It's like, where's the, where are Bochum players? Where are, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, if you want to, yeah, I think this is, this is again, part of this myth that the player pool is so much better than it's ever been. Like, it's like, you know, it's, it's not really, you, there, there were always those kinds of people. Matt Turner just lost his, lost his uh, starting, starting spot at, at Forest. Right. Um, Chris Richards yeah, isn't playing. Still, Chris Palace Richards does, isn't playing. Although over the weekend he played um, as a midfielder, I think. Austin apparently. Trusty is on uh, Sheffield United. Is still is on Sheffield, like, and he gets minutes, but on the on the worst team, right? 
uh, and the worst defense of the worst team in the Premier League, and they're definitely getting relegated, and it's not going to be close. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just still... such an interesting system. It's a little backwards to me. Now, it could be wrong. Maybe it's the agents or something. But, like, the way it works is in order to leave MLS or Brazil or Argentina, you have to get bought by a big club. Like, small clubs can't afford you these days. So you have to get bought by a big club, and you're just not ready for them. You get lost in the shuffle of a big club. You're on the books there. You're playing on the reserves. Wait, what do you mean? I'm just talking about the transfer market in general. You know, like we look at a Tim Howard uh, 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 back in the day. He went to Manchester United. He was too young. He became a better player at Everton, his prime years with Everton, because he fell to a smaller club. He could make mistakes, and he became the, the player he was. Which is why I think it's crazy that Matt Turner was dropped after one mistake. I mean, it's Nottingham Forest. It's not Manchester City. Should be allowed to make a mistake. And if you want to get specific, Matt Turner's stats are way better than the replacement keeper they got now. He just doesn't openly do, he just doesn't do big blunders for the cameras, you know. But but the the, the numbers were better under Matt Turner. Um, but anyway, the. I look at someone like Asano. Well, Forest are for yeah. Anyway, yeah, Nottingham Forest are a particularly weird uh, um, organization. They just, right. I, I guess, they seem to just want to have play a, buy a bunch of because they bought another goalie for a lot of money, um, and they would they just buy all these players and then they're like, okay, have it out. Like not right. nobody is particularly necessarily better than the other. There's just a lot of like mid level players, and then they all just have to. Um, find their way. So he may be back. Who knows? But um, the so. point is just there isn't, you know, like if you, if you, somebody was doing this on Twitter a couple weeks ago where they were like sort of comparing um, the uh, 2000, whatever it was, 2006, 2010 team uh, versus now. And it's sort of similar in terms of what the status is of the best players and, you know, like how you, um, I mean, Christian Pulisic is, is always hurt, and and Milan also are are sort of struggling. It's like, yeah, it's like everybody's trying to find their way. Well, what I was saying, what I was getting at is back in the day, like when, when Clint uh, Mathis, the other great Clint, he played for MLS, he played for, I forgot who he played for, the Metro Stars, I think, or someone. Yeah. And then and his contract ended, then off to Europe he went and he trialed. He trialed with Leicester City, he trialed with the Rangers, he trialed with Hanover. And his buddy Steve Trunlow was Hanover, and he, just, he picked Hanover. And he went to Hanover because it was the only top flight club. Um, Leicester City were in the championship. And he went to Hanover, and he was a little bit of, he was, he was great. He kicked right away. He had attitude stuff, so he flushed out early. But what I'm saying is, like, that doesn't exist anymore. In order for you to play for a small club, you have to get bought by a big club first to get over there because no one's that can afford you. Then get your confidence knocked. No playing time. you got to be cold for six months because you're off in the reserves. You can't break into the first team. And then you get flushed out via loan. But what are these? in a smaller club. Who are you talking about when you say this? Well... Well, I mean, try. I mean, name name them. I mean, as far as like, in order for an American to play on Bochum week in and week out, let's say Bochum. Well, Bochum is a special. Have to Bochum be, doesn't. It doesn't. It just has nothing to do with Americans. Bochum doesn't pay transfer fees for hardly anyone. Like they don't have any money for 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 uh, 
for transfer fees. I don't know that the I don't know, I know. the last time that Bochum paid a. So that's not a that's that's, that's a why it thing. would that's, that's why a, it would be nice. Well, it's a small club thing. That's why it would be nice if an MLS dude like Omer Fernandez, who just announced that he's not resigning, whatever, if he went over, trialed with Bochum for a couple weeks, and signed with Bochum, they played for Bochum. He doesn't have to go to RB Leipzig or, you know, Man City to, to flush around in their lone army. You know, it's all about that lone army these days. Big clubs, Omar, players. Omar, you know, Omar Fernandez is not a Bundesliga player. Well, there's only one way to find out. But, you know, when Ricardo Pepe went to Augsburg, that was rare because he went to a small club where he could play. They had to get extra help. They spent $20 million for him. Right. a lot for everybody. Never gonna, never gonna do that and again. It, and it totally failed, right? If I would love to see that, but I want him to be signed on a free after a trial. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see all this risk involved and these investments. But then that's the. But then, I, <clears throat> okay. You know what I'm saying? That used to be the norm. That used to be the norm. Americans. Hopped on a flight, trialed around till they got a contract, and they worked their way up. Nowadays, you just don't see that anymore. It's just not the well, system because doesn't in support general. That. But I think the reason is the reason is that clubs now like to get people younger. Like club clubs. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like but Kevin there's, also, there's plenty of examples of those kinds of people, you know, like Joe Scali being one of the success stories of going very early, spending some time in the academy slash second team. And then, I mean, there's plenty of those kinds of people kicking around. They just they just don't always rise to the top, which is also not an American thing. That's just a youth soccer player thing. The odds are always against you. Most people don't make it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that's true, and they just wallow around in the reserves, and they're on the books at places, but they just can't settle somewhere. I think, I think, and the way uh, the place to settle is a smaller club. That's where they need to settle. But yeah, smaller but we clubs also we also see that they got. Matthew okay. Hoppy was just released from San Jose Earthquakes, and back to Middlesbrough he goes, or whatever you know, and it's just like Matthew Hoppy just needs to go to some club. Uh, 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 who wants him, a small club, and just stay there week in and week out and establish himself. But every six months, he gets shipped off because he comes with a price because he was bought, he has a contract, and he just gets trialed and shipped off at clubs. If he doesn't hit right away, he just wallows somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just <clears> the way that this, the market in general is, like you said, they're buying him young. It's the same in Hollywood. you got a big manager. They're like, are you going to hit right away? One out of a hundred do, and that's amazing. Ninety-nine out of a hundred do not, and they just get they just get thrown out like mm-hmm. in the trash can. They're gone. They're like, yeah, you're on the books. Yeah. But we don't want to do with you, you know. And then they just futz around, and then they come maybe back to MLS five years damaged because they couldn't get any playing time anywhere. And well, that's I, I, that's... I prefer the old school system. It's like play when your contract's up, find a club that needs you, and then work your way up from the small clubs upwards as opposed to the big clubs downwards. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. It seems the system supports big to down as opposed to down to up. And to me, it's a little backwards. Well, we know. also, we also see a lot of these players fail. I mean, that's the, that's the other 
the 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 other side of the coin, right? We see a lot of these guys come for big money. I mean, it's not, you know, if if there was cuz there is this sort of uh I mean, often when you listen to MLS pundits talk, it's like this is kind of like, "Oh yeah, the American player is undervalued." And I'm, it's like what right. based, on, not, yeah, based on what they're not yeah, yeah they're like if mm. if there was such a glut of great american players that could just be you know then people would people would find them but it's like uh, th- there's more failures than successes in this you know whether you talk about Pepe or even brendan aronson hasn't like exactly lit it up at union berlin union berlin at this point a small club again <laughs> you know like no longer i mean right. they're in the champions league and so it's also it hasn't it hasn't worked overwhelmingly. So that's that's the that's the other thing. If you have one, if Pepe like scores um, fifteen goals or whatever, then probably Brandon Vasquez goes for um, for another twenty million. Thirty, but, 30 uh, million, twenty. Or, million. Yeah, yeah, but but that's it's just not the case. And then and especially. Brendan Vasquez is also not quite so young, right? How old is he? He's like 20. And the age thing, that's the age thing is a big, you know, people just don't want to. I mean, even, you know, Tati Castellanos is like starting sometimes for Lazio. There's still a big gap. There's just still a big gap between these, between these leagues. And these people just don't hit. A lot of them don't hit, especially at the, at the, at the more, at the more advanced age range. That's just the reality. Gio Reyna, for instance, needs to change clubs. Right? Gio Reyna is a good example. We had, you know, right. him and Bino Gibbons uh, went back and forth a lot with when they, you know, they were kind of, I mean, you know, Gio maybe more of a midfielder, Bino Gibbons more of a winger, but they were kind of fighting for time at the same position. And now Bino Gibbons starts and Gio Reyna doesn't. And I guess maybe it's the, you know, the injuries have set him back, et cetera. And, but yeah. it's just. It's not happening. Well, Gio so, Reyna. This is why I sorry. I just say this one more thing. This is why anybody who is a a, a solid, established MLS starter uh, should think twice about this, like Europe at all costs kind of idea. You know, Jimmy Sands tried it at Rangers, and then kind of. I mean, he just came right back to his credit. He's not like he didn't like go to Belgium next, or I don't know what's happening next with him, but. I think he still wants to go, but uh, especially the American guys. I don't know if you if you're an established scar- starter in a in in MLS, unless somebody really wants you and is willing to invest, you should just you know maybe consider staying put. That's what I would advise. Yeah, yeah, or you know, for like a Jimmy Sands or, or someone. I would what I'd love to see more of. And this used to be the norm, but now you don't see any of it at all. Is the idea of like your contracts up? Go find a club in Europe, a small to mid-sized club that that will sign you on a free, you know. And the risk is less. Um, you're more useful that way. Because let's look at Geo now for winter time. Geo does need a new club. Needs to play somewhere, maybe less, maybe Gladbach. Who knows? But he comes with a price tag. And he comes with a salary. Because he's on Borussia Dortmund's book, they spent a considerable amount of money on him, and they want they, they want to get a certain value back off him. And it's cool that he went to Borussia Dortmund. He was there for the youth system; it was great. I feel, in general, he's just not being used properly. But you know, that's Europe. What are you going to do about that? Uh, 
so he does need a new club, but but if he is a free agent right now, that's amazing. He can get himself a perfect situation. You know, there's you have plenty of options. But he's not a free agent. He's he comes with a certain monetary figure attached to him that leads to his pressure, that leads to a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and that leads to uh, less options in the wintertime, right? And I don't know. I'm curious what's going to happen to him, but I, I, he's a great player. I do believe in Gio. But, you know, I, I would love to see Gio crush it at a Gladbach or, I don't know, at a Union Berlin or somewhere, somewhere else, maybe even at a Fulham. Why not? Go crush it somewhere. Uh, and then work your way upwards that way, as opposed to con- continually trying to figure out your way downwards. So it just leads to this interesting, the transfer market to me is just a little backwards. I don't know. And and and, and we got Paxton Aronson, Brendan Aronson, Kevin Paredes, all these guys who are getting trash minutes coming off the bench because they're playing for the only clubs that could afford guys like that at that time in our modern transfer market world. And it's just going to be harder for them to find the right playing situation than it would be if they were just free agents. At least that's what it seems like to me. So, hmm. Okay. I don't, know. I don't know. We'll see. I will consider. I will consider your theory. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, we have all these big clubs and big clubs. It's very exciting. I guess I'm there about is. Uh, However, no, I mean, where, I- where, where, where are the Tim Howards? Where are the Clint Dempsey's? Where are the, where are the Michael Bradley's? You know? Where are the dudes who crushed at Everton and Fulham week in and week out? We need those guys, too. They should also be part of our depth. And just the modern market seems that's not that's not really a possibility for those guys. It's like big mm. clubs or bust. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't really what I wanted to bring up, but it was something, something to but think about. But here we are. You know? Both the winter transfer game. market is approaching. Bochum won a game. Tiago Almada. Oh, that's MLS. Tiago Almada said he's going to leave Atlanta. Uh, but well, that's not what we're talking about. Bochum we're talking about full, Bochum won Bochum a game. is full of the type of players that I'm talking about. These are dudes who are professional players, who signed on a free, who were, who were you know, who have value to offer, and they're playing week in and week out, you know, uh, you know. I think there was a there's a Costa Rican dude right on, on the team. Christian Gamboa, yeah, um, he's been there for a long time. Gamboa, you know, they didn't buy him. He's just a dude who went off to, to a, Europe to find a, a Brazilian contract. Guy, Danilo Suarez, yeah, right. I mean, Eric Winalda used to play for Bochum. It happened. It's happened before. Alexi Lalas mm-hmm. was rumored to go to Bochum. That never happened though. Um, but those were both those were both trial situations. That's the stuff I'm talking about. So Bochum with their boys beat Kevin Perez and Wolfsburg two one a comfortable two three to one. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> three to one. First home. even more impressive. Now, if we're talking about Bochum, here's another here's another little nugget about the the vibes, the Bochum vibes that are that are different from. Uh, you know, prior to this game, Bochum was. Uh, Uh, had 10 points out of 12 games and uh, you know barely held the league last still averages less than a point a game and guess what was announced this week Thomas Lech's contract was extended for another two years everybody's two years 
everybody's uh, everybody couldn't be more happy with 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 Thomas Lech at a um and I mean it's cool I'm down he did a good job he he seems like a good coach but it's like and I'm and I'm you know you know I'm always for continuity I don't think heads should roll every time things go wrong but like that's still I thought that was still pretty wild if you're averaging less than a point per game and you're like couldn't be better. Let's ex- let's extend let's extend this contract. A few weeks ago, I was like, "Yeah, I guess it's 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 fall again. Time to time to time for another coach." But apparently not. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stick with we're gonna stick with him. And um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty curious. But the team responded. Beat Wolfsburg pretty convincing. The third goal was late and and and. Uh, and uh, sort of sealed it, but yeah, it was a good. Um, I mean, I, I was waiting, I was watching it anxiously, waiting for them to to piss it away, but they did not. I mean, the the team has definitely won a defensive solidity that is it seems to be serving them well, and they don't they don't score a lot of goals. Fourteen goals in thirteen games, and three of them <laughs> this weekend, but. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Definitely now now they have a little breathing room. Four points off the uh the relegation spots. And there's a lot of like we keep saying saying every week, there's a lot of shitty teams in the Bundesliga this 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 uh year. So a point per game, a point per game, I guess it's almost enough. Certainly right now is enough yeah. to keep you away from the from the relegation zone. Well well it they keep it, it... It keeps you at twelfth place. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you at. So dare to be worse. <laughs> well, it, it, this whole thing is interesting to me. I'm very curious because cut to a year ago when what's his face is Manuel Riemann was he the coach? Is that the goalkeeper? He's the goalkeeper. Thomas Reis. Thomas Reis. Which, which I thought, yeah, Thomas, I thought he, I Thomas, was. I, I, was, I was uh, pimping him, pimping him for the Man United opening. That was like a big, like, oh, Bochum, you you screwed up. What the heck is that? The good guy left. And now cut to a year later, it turns out Bochum won that one, right? Mm-hmm. Thomas Weiss, Coach Schalke. For now, to yeah. To be, uh, to be to, I guess, you know, it's not over till it's over. But, yeah, right now, Thomas Weiss does not have a coach. job, doesn't have, another, doesn't have a job. But it makes me curious about the behind the scenes. So, Thomas Lech came in and he signed an extension, so that he's, they seem to work well together, the management and him and the players, and they signed an extension. And I'm curious, what was the situation with Thomas Lech? You know, what was going on behind? Well, the scenes there was that whole thing we talked. We talked about that whole story. Is him and Sebastian Schinzelords did not get their contracts extended to their satisfaction, I guess. And I, you know, then it's hard to it's hard to to know. Um, who was at fault? I mean, I think the 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 higher ups of Bochum certainly have a history of of um, treating their their employees poorly, but I don't know. You know, it's hard to obviously. I don't. I don't. I don't see the contracts. I'm not in these negotiations. I don't know who is uh, who's to blame or who who is right and who's wrong. But yeah, now everybody seems happy about how things are going. Yeah, Bochum's a Bundesliga club. They're they're staying in the Bundesliga. I'm yeah, gonna, the, the seemingly. Yeah, so good on them. Good on Bochum. Good on I mean, the win. This game, this game, 
this game made a big difference mathematically because you know we were we were right there and uh, now we've got a little bit of room but this was also we just went through the soft part of the schedule and you know we're going to go to Hoffenheim Hoffenheim on the road is the is uh is next week and then we have I guess then we have Union Berlin at home that's and but then it's Leverkusen on the road which I'm going to see that game yeah, so uh yeah the big the, the so we had the spitzenspiel or whatever the spitzspiel what's it called das verfolgerduell 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 the derby Der of the chasers i guess leverkusen are not the chasers right now they're in front but i mean you know everybody's chasing bayern even if bayern is in second they're still yeah, well, ahead they're, they're still ahead in spirit Derek Ray called it the Sonntag Spitzen Spitzspiel. Spitzenspiel. Spitzenspiel. Did, did you you watch this? Is yeah. it just me or is uh is Derek Ray easing off his his uh his shtick a little bit? I didn't see any of that. I saw him, him and Stefan Freund, who's equally ridiculous. <laughs> Derek Ray in the beginning of the broadcast, Derek Ray is like, I speak German. I forgot what he said, something about like German words, or I speak German, huh, or whatever. And Stefan Fine is like, "Oh, you definitely do. We hear it every week, or whatever." Like they were oh, bantering about it. They were bantering okay. about it. So, I mean, I, I don't know if we had anything to do with him pulling it off. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, but I, I thought maybe somebody had said something because I felt like I felt it a little less this time. But maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just uh, that's just me. Although they were a bunch of ay ay ay's. I'm all about Derek Ray, but the big problem I have with the whole thing is how much they feel they have to a defend or b advertise themselves over and over and over again. Nowadays, the the you know Kevin Hatchard and the other guys, they're just like Europe's <clears throat> highest scoring uh, league. Not bad for Europe's highest scoring league, you know. It's like it comes off as desperate, man. <laughs> it's just like just let's well, just watch this the league, is where, right? yeah, that's. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, MLS. The MLS coverage is very much like that. We've spoken. Yeah, but why is Bundesliga? Bundesliga. Yeah, I guess here in this country there is a the these leagues are in competition with each other. It's like there's only you know there's only so many hours in the day. You're not going to watch. La Liga and the Premier League and the Bundesliga and MLS and you know whatever else it's like you're going to make a choice so they 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 it's part of I guess it's part of their assignment is to give you reasons to keep watching it because why should anyone in America watch the Bundesliga unless okay marketing 101 <laughs> how, how how big of a difference do you feel the viewership has been because the guys are like come on over and watch us Please. No, I agree. I agree please. with you. It does come off a little. Please, I mean, it, it does come off a little desperate and uh, uh, and sad. But they even the prem, even the, the prem guys, even the prem guys do it. Even the prem guys are like, "This is so compelling." <laughs> yeah, but the prem what a game we're watching. The prem yeah. guys have a big advantage. Their their games stream clearly, and you can watch the games. We have a big disadvantage oh, where our games oh, don't go. come through a lot. No, we're going. Yet again, no. I haven't I've been watching the Bundesliga in the USA for years since high school. I have never seen this amount of technical difficulties in one season in my entire Bundesliga watching life. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel it's, like it's, every other week it's something. Just this past weekend, the Zontag Spitzenspiel, Derek Ray went on on Twitter to apologize. All the Bundesliga Twitter 
aficionados like me shared footage of a snowy screen. And they just, for 10 minutes, from like the 35th minute on through the end of the app, it was just blurry screen. We missed we missed the fake equalizer. We missed everything. We missed the whole first half of the first, the second half of the first half. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the English Prem never has to deal with this. I don't think Spain or Italy has to deal with this either. Something's going on between either ESPN or the Bundesliga. I blame ESPN, where they're just the quality control is just very poor. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's an internet signal. Just make sure your Ethernet cable's plugged in, man. It's not like the old <laughs> days with satellite, right? So, well, ESPN has so many things going at the same time that they are. I mean, I feel like the app is pretty buggy. Yeah, no Over, quality control. Overall, yeah. I don't think this is just a Bundesliga thing. I think this is an ESPN in general thing. There are so many streams and maybe not enough people to keep track. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, but it's definitely a thing for sure. Let and me I don't read feel. You an article well, you have us. said you have said that you feel this way about. Paramount Plus as well. That there's a right. lot of I I have Very not touching. felt that way. I felt that I felt they've been pretty solid in my experience. But well, let me read you an article from a month ago. Okay, uh, I have mistakenly assumed that this summer there'd be new rights. I think I'm wrong. I think the domestic rights go on through to 2025, hmm. and the international rights go on through the World Cup 2026. Hmm. So nothing's going to change next season. I don't think. However. Here's an article called DFL and ESPN Commit to Bundesliga U.S. Media Rights Renewal Talks. ESPN Senior Vice President of Programming Tim Bunnell says the German Soccer League will play a crucial role in its transition to DTC. ESPN next year, I believe, is about to relaunch as an online-only app or something. Because... Transitioning from cable oh, to streaming be... mm-hmm. has always been a thing. And ESPN is like the last of the Mohicans. So like the last one's holding on to cable. And and they finally are going to rebrand or relaunch as a 24-7 app network thingy thing, mm-hmm. which is very smart because that's the future. And, and this guy is saying here that the German soccer league here, speaking at a media visit in Germany earlier this month, ahead of Borussia Dortmund's home clash with Bayern München, mm-hmm. Tim Bennell, ESPN SVP for programming, says, we are in this for the long term. We haven't engaged in renewal talks, but I expect to. There's a lot to look forward to in the future. We have two years to go. We have a lot of development to do still. We got a late start with COVID, and we had to pause out of the gate. So we're just blaming COVID a little bit. Contracts began and but we're looking at this much longer term relationship and we're just getting started. We 100% agree and we would like to ask the clubs to even do more in the U.S. and to be more active and to come more often so that we can build upon this and grow together in the U.S. as much as we can, added Peter Nauboy, the Bundesliga international marketing officer. Uh, you know, since replacing Fox, ESPN... You know, and then Bonell says, certainly when we look at the Bundesliga relationship, one of the high water marks for us is the quality and innovation on the production side. That's a big selling point for us. We deal with a lot of European soccer leagues, and we've always felt from where we sit that we get tremendous support from the Bundesliga, almost more than we do from any other league. So the relationship starts in a positive tone. So, you know, the Bundesliga is offering. They offer support programming. You know, Bundesliga is... 
I think, offering more product than other leagues do. Uh, and he's mentioning that the EFL support in the DTC, which means direct-to-consumer platform ESPN+. Plus, uh, and pretty much he says the Bundesliga, although we put a few on ABC and ESPN, the point of the Bundesliga is to be part of the ESPN Plus package. They want the Bundesliga to be a big property on their DTC service, their, um, which is launching in 2025, which is a 24-7 ESPN Plus-like app thing where you don't need the cable subscription or whatever. So they're talking together. They're still in bed together, and they want this ESPN relationship apparently is supposed to continue. I would lot like... It's cheap. I think I pay ten bucks a month or whatever for ESPN. It's got more expensive. It used to be five bucks a month. It's more than that, and it's just so twitchy and the quality control is just so poor. Uh, uh, and it makes you wonder. You know, I was in Munich with your brother, right? And mm-hmm. we watched the World Series. And what do we watch the World Series on? On the MLB app. Major League mm-hmm. Baseball has its own global app. They don't need TV networks. They've got apps. And and MLS is on Apple, right? There's no TV networks, the global app. Is the future for the Bundesliga just to have the Bundesliga app, right? Do their own thing. What, why, why, why does someone like ESPN need to be involved at all? Would be my question. Like, what's the importance of a local broadcaster? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What would you prefer? It to be part of ESPN's twitchy ass app or for you to download the Bundesliga app? And all the programming is just on that app. It's only the Bundesliga. You don't get Champions League, I guess. It's just its own thing. Yeah, I mean, it all depends. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, the ESPN thing is fine. I get ESPN for free. I have a a Verizon, uh, my Verizon cell phone plan, family plan, gives us uh, the triple crown of Disney Plus and ESPN and Hulu for free. So, uh, you know, I can't I can't really argue with it being too expensive. But uh, I mean, in theory, the ESPN Plus is good, but it's like, yeah, they have they've had a lot of problems. And yeah, I mean, the Apple thing is nicer. The MLS uh, MLS on Apple has been pretty, for the most part, uh, um, glitch free. I guess there've been a couple of things, but like, and overall, pretty. But, but, the, but on the other bus, hand, but... on the other hand, you know, like you're always always railing against the state-owned media. I mean, ESPN it is is an independent organization. I don't know how much that sort of manifests itself in their in their coverage, but like at least, I, I mean, I think we're headed toward like why? Yeah, why does anyone? Why does anyone need a distributor? Why can't the Why can't the Premier League just put out their stuff on their own and? keep all the money i don't know but um yeah the bundesliga is not on sports center it's not like they're cross promoing it or anything like that right it's right. just it just lives as a as a thing on their streaming <clears throat> service like obscure old tv shows live on netflix and paramount i Plus. think i think in a subscriber model uh you know it's not like it's 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 the things that make certain people that are a deal breaker, you know, like for me, the Bundesliga, I would, I would subscribe to whatever they're on most likely in order to watch it. So, um, in, in that sense, even if there's not a lot of me, even just a few make a big difference. Cause I would, I would subscribe to whatever the Bundesliga is on, even if nothing else, if there's nothing else on it. Yeah. 
Well, it's interesting to see what the future of sports lies. If I didn't know any better, I would say every league's going to have their own app at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's really yeah. no, you know, it used to be that the, that the I mean, that's just that's just kind of where journalism as an industry is headed in general. It used to be, you know, it used to be very, media used to be very important because there's the only, you know, I used to go to the, I, you have to look in the newspaper to find out right. the score of the game. This is obviously difficult to imagine now that you you were you know if there was a game on friday night i would find out the result on saturday morning because right. it was on the front page of the newspaper that arrived at our door and uh you so know what obviously- channel you know what channel i used to watch all the soccer stuff when i was growing up uh that that would because you know same thing this is pre-internet or early internet and the best way to get the scores is you watch a sports show some sort of 30 minute to an yeah. hour long sports show and i grew up overseas and the best show was on CNN. Hmm. It was called, I think, Sports World International or something. It was a 30-minute to hour-long show, and they showed all the highlights of all the soccer leagues and stuff. And that's how I got my scores, you know. But, yeah, nowadays everything is a direct-to-consumer subscription service, isn't it? And it's all yeah, live it action. Be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can be. And, um, yeah, I mean, and to some, yeah, and and – We'll see. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I mean, we do like independent journalists, right? But I mean, right. they can cover if just the broadcast is on the on the Bundesliga app or whatever. There's still people who can who can cover it, of course. So, right. yeah, I don't know where things are headed, but it seems like where 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 anyone teams or anyone used to really need media to get there stuff out in the world that's no longer the case you can just put it out yourself like we're doing like we're doing we don't need to get a job anywhere we can just talk about this on youtube if we were doing this in the 80s this would be on new york one the public access yeah <laughs> but now youtube is the yeah, world's public the access tv channel exactly yeah. this is so that's what we're doing here independent media and for the bundesliga you know it's a whole can of worms because mlb <clears throat> It's very popular, so they're going to have coverage either way. Bundesliga is very popular in the German-speaking world, so they'll have plenty of independent media. But who's covering the Bundesliga as independent English language media? And that's just us. It's just you and me. It's just the two of us. There is no other options. No, that's, not, no... that's not entirely true. There's a, I it's mean, okay. kind of like who's that guy on ESPN? Some other G- guy, Jana Jan, 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 uh, Fourth. Thruft, I forgot his name. Hit, Manuel Veit tweets about the Manuel Veit. Well, young I had to unfollow. Sport. I had to unfollow Manuel Veit on Twitter finally because he he got into this AI thing and he was like posting like for days. He was like constantly posting AI renderings of right, stadiums. Honey, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't take this. I got. <laughs> I got. I'm out. That's the beauty of media. You can you can silence yeah. and follow whoever you want. It's up to you. It's it's a big, it's a crazy ass wild west market, and we're just a small part of it. Uh, but anyway, I mean that's the downside. Obviously, it's very fragmented. We it's don't, very fragmented. We don't have a we don't have a large audience. <laughs> right. There's no large audience anymore. They can't find what to look at. Yeah. It used to be it used to be easy to find what you need, but it was very middle of the well, road. Well, the barriers of entry controlled. were high. There was like two guys on the sports show, and if you wanted that job, you had to beat out like uh, you know. And now anybody can do it, but then 
potentially no one will listen. Speaking of snow interference, Bayern Munich and Union Berlin were postponed, so we don't know if they are on par with Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen and Dortmund, the game, like you alluded to earlier, Dortmund scored very early and defended and defended and defended and defended until Bayer Leverkusen finally got their equalizer in the 80th minute or so, or right before then. And Bayer Leverkusen could not find a winner. The game ended 1-1, one point each. Bayer Leverkusen has still topped the table by three points. But Bayern München have a game in hand because they could not play this weekend as their game against Union Berlin was was snowed out and southern Germany looks quite snowed out. Yeah, so there's a lot of snow. Trains are not working and the game. So who knows when Bayern and Union are going to play? They have not announced the new date. It was, uh, yeah, that was this next year we heard. Not going to oh, be this wow. year. I assume they would just play on Sunday. I assume it would just be like clean up the I field. I thought so too, but I guess day. it was still too much snow. Yeah. Still too much snow. So there you go. And, and and I'll tell you, that really annoys me. <laughs> just like the whole time. It's like, you know, for much, it's like, oh, but Bayern has a game in hand. It's, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. Wow. But as of right now, Bayer Leverkusen still leading. That was a fun game. It was a good game. But uh, yeah, Stuttgart won again. Leipzig got a win. Uh but then, yeah, the, the the crappy teams are still... Darmstadt lost to Köln at home, so Köln finally got out of the relegation spot, but for only for now. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, still love the way Bayer Leverkusen are playing, and I still really love the way that Stuttgart are playing. I'm excited, to, really I'm excited to see them live, even though they're probably going to kick my team's ass. With Bochum, you just never know, right? No, no. That's what I was saying to my know. brothers. Like, probably going to be a tie. Well, I look forward to you. Get on the Twitter, report live, and we'll talk about that game on the okay. podcast. Leverkusen in Bay Arena. My cousin will be there. He will be there. Well, should I? Uh, should we? No, nah, only no. if you want to. He'll be in the <laughs> fan section of the other of the enemies. But and next and next week we have another Verfolger duel uh, when Dortmund hosts RB Leipzig on the the late game on Saturday. Four and we got it. We got actually two because right. Stuttgart are for real. So Stuttgart is hosting Leverkusen on Sunday. So another big game. So lots of lots of uh, lots of big stuff happening next next weekend. Stuttgart versus Leverkusen is going to be a lot of fun because it's a those, banger. Yeah, those boys. Those boys are both playing some really good soccer. I'm liking it. Uh, as far as Europe goes, we haven't seen it in Europe. We've all done well. Oh, Dortmund. it's true. Yeah, we totally didn't. I mean, not not Union Berlin, but everybody else. The other three uh, are all through. Dortmund are through. Bayern München are through. Leipzig Shocking. are through. Dortmund, Dortmund being the first team out of that group is is a genuine surprise because that was the, that's the group of death. And they're and they're the People's Club versus the evil versus the evil Milan, the American money. owners, and then the the Saudi Arabia owning the other two or whatever, or I guess one no, Saudi Arabia, one went, UAE. Yeah, it went very well, but it's all it's all going to end quickly again. The knockouts. Remember last year we were like, "How are the German teams so good?" And then they and then they were like editorials. They were special right. special reports about. My God, Germany's so good. Then they all then they all got yeah. knocked. By the quarterfinals, it's only Bayern München. Uh, but who knows? Gone. This year, maybe not. This year, maybe Dortmund and Leib. Because I mean, Dortmund have been playing their best soccer in the championship. They've been really, really good. They right. were good. They were very good. Weirdly, they're defensively strong in the yeah. Champions League. They have a legit good defense. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I mean, even 
Yeah. No, it was interesting. They defeated the charms of Christian Pulisic and AC Milan, and they just mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. in Milan. They got a win, and they won in Milan. I know they won at home. They won in Milan. Those people right? don't look like. I mean, I watched I watched some of the game. I didn't watch. Uh, I haven't been watching a lot of Milan. I'm also not like really on the Pulisic watch, but just from what it's like, it doesn't look like these people get along. Like th- that Milan team does not look like they like each other. Oh really? I, I had that. I had that, that. I just, I just got that vibe. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say. But uh, they need a lot of new players. They need to get to know each other. And a lot like... of those dudes, there's a lot of those dudes know each other from Chelsea. Ruben Loftus Cheek, Livia Giroud, Christian mm-hmm. Pulisic. They're, they're they're the old Chelsea crew. Yeah, so. I mean, Musa, right? Musa's on the team. He's Pulisic's friend. Right, so right, I guess, right. I mean, not some people. Some people get along. It's just like I don't know that that front three. They don't quite. They don't quite have the chemistry, it looks like. I don't know. Maybe Tom in the chat. Tom, Milan has some selfish play. Well, Liao. Well, I guess that's a and good And Liao is six big thing. Milan are doing well, but but they lost 5 nothing against Inter Milan. So hmm. it shows that AC Milan, who are currently trying to get back to their old glory days, they're not there yet. They're getting there, but they're not there yet. I think they sit third place. Whereas Weston McKinney and Juventus are top of the table. Um, so yeah. good. I love the fact that Weston McKinney refuses to be. They, they keep <clears throat> trying to drop him and sell him, and he's yeah, just he's like, a nah. scrappy. He's a scrappy guy. He's like he played a full ninety over the weekend on the game that put him top of the table. The dude refuses to be gotten rid of, and I yeah. love it. I love it, Weston. Keep it going, Tom. All right, how you doing? How's your relationship with ESPN and <laughs> and the Bundesliga? Uh, need Milan some def- needs some Milan defenders. Need some defenders, better midfield. Yeah, and also maybe a better attackers and a goalkeeper while you're at it. Right, throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, their front line is strong. It just doesn't right. seem like they they're quite clicking. Maybe they need to get uh, Nico Schlotterback back there. Huh? Getting from Dortmund. Nico Schlotterback feast like yeah. I don't know. Rumor has it that Giovanni Reina might be linked to a loan move to AC Milan in the wintertime. Oh, they're going to get all the All-American midfield? AC USA Milan. Gio Reyna is, uh, yeah, he's an enigma ripped inside a riddle. We're going to see what he's, what the future holds for him. It's, it doesn't seem to be a Dortmund. If at a club level he learns how to play with Pulisic and Musa on the field at the same time, that would be great for the national team. That would be a dream. It would be amazing. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. One Let's cross dream. that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i Business. pushed the wrong button uh, here we go well where should you right go maybe Gladbach with his buddy joe scally i don't know where should you go in the winter time yeah i think, I think he's gotta mid- go somewhere mid- more mid-table bundesliga might be good i yeah. think i guess he's not gonna it's not gonna be mls yet right we're not we're not, we're not there yet that. we're not there yet but i mean dortmund is the place that you're going to on the way up, but he is not. So that's not a lot of, I don't know. It's unclear. Maybe he goes to RB Leipzig, does a lateral move. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, may, maybe he muscles his way back onto the starting lineup. Leipzig, Leipzig don't need him. He's got to, I mean, yeah. I think, well, I mean, Milan could use him actually. I think, I think, uh, yeah. We'll I think I that know. is a real rumor. Like that is being talked about. 
All right. Well, that's been um, uh, the the Germany Hour. Tom says Terrific doesn't rate Geo. Yeah, I mean, it's not really giving him the minutes. Um, you know, well, it's been hurt a lot too. But it's been yeah. hurt a lot and whatnot. But anyway, this is the Germany Hour. We'll see you next week, or we won't see you next week. Oh, we will not see you next week. I think we're off next week. We're gonna be. We have a special show on the weekend right after the MLS Cup. MLS Cup, Bundesliga fans. Bundesliga fans. Tune MLS in for Cup. the MLS Cup instant reaction. Instant it's after reaction. the. It's it's right after. Um, it's right after the late game. The late game uh, on Saturday is. Uh, what did I just say? Um, I no, it was uh, Dortmund or... against. Dortmund against Leipzig. Leipzig. And then uh, the MLS Cup final is right after that. So we will we will react to all of that. So tune in for the weekend, and then yeah. moving forward, we'll have some sort of a Christmas schedule, and we'll keep you all posted. Sounds all right. Good. Tschüss. Bis nächste Woche. Good night.